Rangers went out and got Ryan Reeves, the Capitals still have Tom Wilson, and Ron Hextall and Brian Burke talked about wanting to get tougher. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. There has been a lot of tough talk, literally, from the management at PPG Paints Arena. And that began the day they took over from Jim Rutherford this past winter. Everything was about getting bigger, snarlier, nastier, more intimidating. And to date, there hasn't been a single move to that effect. Mind you, I actually don't have that much of an issue with that. But it's really, really, really strange to take over a team's hockey operations to cite a single specific facet of the team that you'd hope to address and then do absolutely nothing of the kind at any point in your first few months on the job. It's a complicated issue, toughness. It's not as simple as it used to be. There were, oh, however many NHL teams there were at a given time, there were that many enforcers, it seemed like. You could name them. Every team had at least one. The Flyers had four. That was basically the way it broke down. And you would take that guy and you would assign him to the fourth line and he would take a shift whenever things needed to be stirred up or whenever the head coach decided uh, he needed to get the team a lift and they would line up against the other team's tough guy. And and everything was really, really regimented. And it's obviously nothing like that anymore. But that doesn't mean that you don't need toughness, that you don't value toughness. And it also means, I really ought to underscore, that Mike Sullivan doesn't value toughness. He does. He just happens to define it differently than the 1970s vision that I just laid out. If you ask him who is a tough hockey player, you know who's the first name to come out of his mouth? A first name every single time. Jake Gensel. Why? Because he sees the beatings that Jake takes. And he sees that Jake keeps going back to those areas, that he's relentless. He plays through injury, makes things happen for his team, even when he isn't 100%, and does plenty enough of the other stuff. You know, scoring goals, setting up goals, that kind of thing. Loves Jake. Talks endlessly about his toughness. He'll do that with other guys on the roster, some names that would surprise you, maybe. And he'll even talk about fights, fighting if you get him in a weak moment. He'll talk about uh, Zach Aston Reese's past uh, in the minors when 
he was doing some fighting. And I don't even know that it's because he hopes to see ZAR or anybody else fight at the NHL level. It's just a sign to him of toughness, of what constitutes toughness. And then from there, he can translate that into his brand of toughness, the hockey toughness, the making plays, taking a hit, etc., etc., that he sees as being toughness. But you know, and I know, that the first time the Penguins face either the Rangers or the Capitals, this is going to be the only subject that comes up. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they, in turn, need your help. One dollar is all it takes to provide five full meals for those who don't know where their next meal is coming from. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how you can help. Pittsburgh Food Bank. Spell all three of those words out. Dot org. So why haven't they done anything? Meaning Hextall and or Burke. Wasn't that what we were thinking? Like the instant we heard their names to come in and replace Jim Rutherford? Hextall, that was erroneous. Hextall, just because he came from the Flyers. Uh, Hextall actually does not have a history of adding guys like that. In fact, if anything, he's somewhat uh, disliked by the Flyers fan base for having kind of wussied them out, for lack of a more sophisticated term. Flyers don't have those guys anymore. They really don't. Those Zach Ronaldo days are over, at least for now. But Burke, that was supposed to be the the no-brainer. Burke's done this everywhere he's been. Whether he's been a GM or director of this or that, that team has invariably muscled up. That team has gone out and gotten some scary dudes. And it's changed the look and the feel of that team, whether that was Toronto, Calgary, Anaheim, whatever, Vancouver. He's been to a a million different places. And they all had that, except this one. Except this one. So what's happened? I'll ask it again. My first thought is that both Hextall and Burke, and they've shown lots of other signs of this, have really taken a liking to Sullivan. There's been plenty to support this, not least of which are the moves that have been made this summer, almost all of which come with a Sullivan imprint of some kind. And another is that they come in and they see that the Penguin stars are, and have been for a very long time, tough enough to withstand anything that comes their way. Now, that doesn't mean that Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and anyone else wouldn't love having some kind of tough guy. Sid has made that eminently clear over the years. I swear, Sid's probably got a Tom Sestito poster up on his wall at home. But don't tell me, don't tell me that the first time that the Penguins play the Rangers, 
or the Capitals, and somebody runs amok, meaning Reeves or Wilson, or however it is that it works out, and hurts one of the Penguins, that you're not going to see some reaction specifically from Burke, who has figured in visibly on almost nothing since he's been here, where he just goes and says, that's it. We're getting somebody. We're getting somebody. Where he has the moment that the Rangers had last year when they and their owner and everybody else just totally lost it over Wilson's behavior at Madison Square Garden. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I do believe that that day is coming. I am surprised that that day has not already arrived. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question that's brought to you always by fubo tv the monthly cost of cables over 200 bucks fubo tv is just 65 bucks a month for all the same channels including at&t sportsnet pittsburgh if you'd like to give it a try you have come to the right place because listeners to this podcast get a seven-day free trial and 15 percent off your first month by going to fubotv.com slash dk again that's fubotv.com Slash DK. Question comes from Adam who asks, Do you honestly see a change at goaltending coach making a huge difference with Tristan Jari? I think he's talented, but man, some real boneheaded plays last year in the playoffs. I do think that a goaltending coach can make a difference with any goaltender. I have heard that from 100% of the goaltenders with whom I've dealt over the years, and this isn't just at the NHL level, this is at all levels. And I do believe that a proactive approach, with Jari specifically, can, that's underscored, can make a difference. Doesn't mean that it will. Andy Kyoto, of course, is the new goaltending coach, taking the place of Mike Buckley. Andy, when he played in Pittsburgh a few years back, was a kind of a high-strung guy. He had to be. He was smaller. Uh, he was always working to beat the odds just to make it to the NHL. And he needed to have a certain level of energy, intensity, focus, and everything else. A lot of the stuff that we have both seen and heard related to Jari that's been a problem with him. No one watches Tristan Jari play goal and thinks to themselves, you know, that young man lacks the necessary athleticism to play the position at the top. He, of course, he, he has all of that. He has all of that. He also has, incidentally, all of the mechanics. I don't even believe that Kyoto would really work all that much on mechanics with Jari. Jari's been doing this a pretty long time. That does not mean that Jari does everything right. You know, almost nobody 
this side of Carey Price does everything right mechanically in net. It's rare. And there's always room for improvement. But when when I think of what Jari needs to add to his game, I mean, you put it kind of roughly there when you said, uh, and I'm going to repeat it word for word, man, some real bonehead plays last year in the playoffs. Well, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't always have that really high level of intensity. When he made that pass or tried to make that pass up the middle, it was like, it was just a morning skate, you know? And on one hand, it's great for a goaltender to have that, you know, even keel and be cool, be calm, let it slide and everything else, because that can be a strength for you. But it also can be a shortcoming. You know, this guy in the same playoff round at one point dropped the puck at the side of his net because he was going to take a shot at the open net at the far end. What? Why? Are you kidding me? You can call that bonehead. You can call it whatever it is that you want. It was a lack of intensity and a lack of focus as I see it. And I'd like to think that a change at the goaltending coach position can maybe possibly make that difference. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. (laughs) 